Welcome yeah. to another episode of Master of Sport. I'm here with Earl Kunkel. Earl, so I was at this Indian wedding. Let's talk about Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> already had that. <laughs> yeah, I was just out Phoenix. Well, I guess not technically Phoenix. It was Surprise, Arizona, which is like 30 Neither, minutes okay. outside. It's like a suburb outside of Phoenix, I guess, or something for a wedding. It was okay? I had fun. I always think this. I had fun while I was out there. Like, I enjoyed it. It was nice. Weddings that you can go to. This is the one thing, too, with... Caitlin's cousin and and his wife now clearly are like in it like they're about each other and it's not like in a overbearing way they're just like cool like it and when you see people in relationships like that it's just so much more exciting yeah to to be a part of it it's like and I think I, as I get older, I, I start to respect things like that a little bit more than I, I, I used to just be like a non-traditionalist. Like, I don't uh, whatever. Like, yeah. Spouses and love at first sight. It's all bullshit, which it is. But it's still cool. <laughs> like weddings to me are still cool. When I people think you are, could have like love at first sight. I don't know if it's going to last, though. I don't think there's love at first. Well, may, may, OK. To be fair, love at first sight, maybe. But. There's not like a soulmate. There's no soulmates. Yeah, that doesn't well, exist. Like, like I'm saying, lasting love and love that works doesn't work on the same premise as like yeah. first seeing someone. It doesn't function in the same way. Like you can have an interesting conversation and be like, oh, you're really that's really cool. But then I when I start hearing that same conversation or like it loses its luster. So it's like when I go see a band play and the guitar player reveals all his guitar tricks and his first solo. Yeah. Uh, it's not so entertaining now when right. you're doing the same type right. of solo again and Each again. Each song, yeah. I know that's like silly type no, of. No, but it's a pretty good comparison. But like in a relationship, like how do you, I don't want to say necessarily keep an interest in, but how do you keep growing your sort of repertoire of how you connect with one another, right. how you like support one another, how you help one another grow? I don't know. You get it. Yeah, I do. You're Dude, pretty deep sure. in, right? Yeah. That's what she no. said, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a try. You're such a tool. <laughs> that's all right. Tools are good. Yeah. Have a hammer, gonna find a nail. Boom. That's what she said. Yeah, oh my God. I don't know if that one works, but still. <laughs> oh, all right. Dane, let me ask you this question. Let me see what I wrote. All right. Where do you go to isolate yourself? Like Get away from like, dude. I can't go anywhere. Work. You think I can family, isolate myself? Friends. I DJ the whole time. I was I was doing ten minute time Screens. trials to see how many calories I would burn on the assault bike, and he just kept blabbing in my ear about business stuff. <laughs> so it sounds like you want to go to the gym to isolate yourself. No, which for, for me, I go to the sauna. Um, I'll go to the sauna. Dude, sometimes when I'm just driving, I think also like I. Oh think my goodness! I can't keep going i also think part of the reason why i've taken to travel now is like i get on a plane and when i get on a plane and and everything's just like all right we're we're gonna go somewhere it's like freedom for me it's like dude nobody can talk to me nobody can bother me like i can do whatever yeah I want. airplane mode here yeah. we go for the next however you know tuesday i'm flying 10 hours cool so like but also when i'm at home it's like uh Dude, this is where I brought up. Before. I think I brought this up in the past. I used to make fun of my dad for cutting the grass, but like, that's a time for me to like think, and I actually think a lot because I'll cut the grass early in the morning. 
uh, splitting firewood and going out on the back porch and listening to the owls. That's the owls? My, that's my favorite time. Pretty gnarly predators, owls. I do that every night. Nice. <laughs> Just listen to the owls? Yep. Man. I, I agree with you. I find my commute. Yeah, it's like is a nice time to just like be in my own thoughts. Yeah. Yep. This one is probably going to be a little weird and it's probably where I feel I meditate and like just I can zone off and think taking a shower. Dude, I was no just one bugs I was me. literally just thinking taking a shower. And it 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 like has the built-in like type of like noise the, maker and the, with yeah, the rain and the water on your yeah. body too. And it's just like I'm just going to like not think about like Yeah. I swear I have some of my most harebrained, brilliant thoughts. When you're showering, yeah. Yeah, when I'm just like yeah. sitting there like, oh, I can right. see that. And it, and then a while back, it used to, I used to go in my house before I would go up in the attic and I'd put music on. I had no screens up there, nothing. Like I wouldn't even bring a phone up and I would just put music on just, and I would go and I would draw on the walls. Oh, shit. I wouldn't yeah. even use paper. I'm just like, I'll draw here. And I would build it out to the point, like, by the time I left, like, I had whole things, like, covered. Is this your parents' house or another house you own? No, it was a house. It was, like, a rental. And my wife's always like, oh, you can't do that on the walls. I'm like, Julie, I'm like, you just paint over it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Did you paint over it when you left or did no. you leave it? <laughs> so somebody, you rented, they rented it out. It, I, it was literally in the attic. Yeah, so like, there had, was, there was no heat. There was, well, I didn't rent it out. I'll tell you about it. Yeah. Y you'll get it. Yeah. But, like, I could just. And like sometimes people would come over and like I'd let them hang and they'd see me doing it and like what are you? I was like go ahead try it <laughs> and it, it's amazing like people are like I can't draw it's like well did you ever spend more than like ten minutes trying to draw right right you probably can you can figure it out like it's just lines yeah like, it shapes you know how to draw a circle you can draw eventually right not to minimize not to people who are, who are good, good at it, at yeah. it. But like you who says you can't, you could learn how. Right. It's more. All right. So we're talking about being alone. Yes. How do you train alone? Dude, I think one of the best parts behind. That's our big question. Everybody. Training alone. So if you train alone, dude, this is where. Okay. So for me personally, that was one of the best parts behind COVID was that I could come into the gym. And just start like, dude, I used to do these lives of me squatting because I, I wanted to see how high I could get my squat during COVID. And so I would just squat in the in the middle room in the rack and just push, you know, and a lot of times I wouldn't even be playing music because I knew that my live would get shut off if I played music. So uh -huh. I wouldn't even play music. So it's like I think I, I, I personally believe that there's a point in your athletic career that you can make that jump and there's going to be a massive struggle behind it, um, that you can do it. Uh, you know, basically when you're, especially if you're a non, a non, uh, revenue sport like track or, okay. or weightlifting, I think that's the thing is like track and weightlifting are, it's, this is like very consistent. Um, but for me, it, it's like, did you ask how or why or when? Well, how, why? You can answer it however you want. But I, th I think that the how part is like, one, I, th I do think you either have music or you, you have your days without music. And then you just have like the, the main focus of what you're trying to do and the main goal of where you're trying to go. And that's where it's like when you're training by yourself, 
you're going to figure out if you're actually motivated, if you're actually self-motivated. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's a dig, it's a big dig into who you are. Like Alex had uh, you know, a, a good example. Cause I, you know, Alex Rose, CC on a, on who's now CC lions. Uh, she just got married. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll train out in the snow when they're thrown in the snow and they're cold, but it's like, what do you want to do? And one of the big things was Alex was about to hang it up because he was done training by himself. Went out, had this crazy epiphany, and a week later hit a huge PR and qualified for, for Tokyo Olympics. So it's like, there's a lot of soul searching when you're training by yourself. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so hard is like, you're either on your way out or you're on your way up and you're figuring out like what it takes to get to that next level. All right. So. That was going to be one of the things like because this is a big question like it, it, that. It's a tough thing. It's a tough like slog for anyone. Yeah. Like uh-huh. mentally, physically, like physical, even if people are around you. Yeah. Mentally, just because no one's around you. And, and like socializing is like healthy Fun. for people. Yeah, it's too. good. It's good. Right. People who live to be 100 have a social circle. Like that's yes. one of the like things that we're social why, animals. Why they live so long. So it's like. One, this topic of training alone. First, I think uh, your online clients, right, where they don't nest, like they don't have the gym here. Yeah, yeah. Um, now they may train in another gym where people are around, but still, it's like they're on their, they're on like a path, like I don't know, maybe not parallel, but like, hey, I see you, but I'm over here. Right, right. Um, and I was trying to think of like what are the hurdles. Like first, like um, let's say like these are our problems of training alone. Like this is what's going to get in our way. I think the hurdles of that is like I'm actually, you know, Anna Bailey was here tonight. She comes down like once or twice a week and she struggled a lot, especially at the end, the tail end of COVID, because it was like, you know, she does train remotely by herself and not having any technical feedback, not having any emotional support, not having any like uh that that can that can wear on people you know i lucy win is actually a really good example of someone that we've worked with for dude three or four years now yeah and, and so uh you know she won the american open the uh, the arnold in like two years ago but one of the things she's she does really well is she's active in the facebook group and so we have a facebook group that you you put in your lifts and at least it helps you feel a little bit more connected to a coach and a little bit more connected to what you're trying to yeah. do. Yeah, I want to, and that's a means of accountability. I think that's what you have to do is you have to establish the accountability. Is it an accountability for yourself as the athlete or of the coach? Both. Or, okay. Both. I wanted to. Um, you made one comment about not receiving immediate feedback, and that was a note I had from a coach, like sort of that that delay. Yeah. Like you can't like if you're training remotely, like you, you don't get it right away. It's yeah. Like, you it's, have to wait a bit. Yeah. I think that's where it's that's that does get tough. I do think, you know, so, you know, talking about Lucy last week, you know, I, I don't really go in our Facebook group at all. Yeah. Uh, Taman and Jake are in there. And so she'll text me on the side maybe once a month. And so she sent me some videos last week, and I basically just said, look, look, this is the goal where we're trying to go with these movements. This is what we want you to hit. These are the positions I need you to hit when you're here. Uh, And what 
someone like her, what she's so good at is she can take that video of technical analysis I sent her to, and she might play that for the next three weeks. Yeah. Like, this is what we're working towards. And so it becomes a very compartmentalized, like, task. We have to get to this point. Whereas in a group setting, you can let your emotions take over and want to go heavier and not focus gotcha. on those technical improvements. So each setting has its ups and its its downs, really. So there, too, you just touched on this thing, like what I would call the lack of hype. Yeah. Like alone when you do something, like there's no one there to be like. To rub your back and cheer you <laughs> yeah. on. You're very much so self-motivated. And that's where, you know, our session last night with the football guys it was hysterical because DJ was screaming at this one kid because he's going to play tight end at Penn State, right? He's a beast. He's like, dude, if you don't do this set, I'm turning music off. So he's like putzing around, dancing and doing stuff. So DJ goes over and turns off the music and everybody's like, yo, what? Joey, go do this. And he insists on tra changing this song like every, every two minutes. It's like where I'm going with that is He's very externally motivated, right? Yeah. Now. And that's expected. He's 16, 17-year-old football player. Of course he's externally motivated. That's like their MO, right? But when he turned when DJ turned the music off, he got yes, he's externally motivated, but it also flipped the switch inside of him like I got to go get this done so I can keep being externally motivated. Yeah. You know, so it's like a a bridge to him learning how to actually push himself. Would you say then that being able to train alone is more like you need to be more emotionally mature or just more yes, mature in general? Like for sure. And be more aware of uh of what you want to be and accomplish okay. and who you want to become. So so yeah, for sure. There there's a much clearer vision and your of, task. Wh of why you're doing what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Like that that was the best part about I didn't care if I came in and squat. Dude, I would come in and do 10, 12 sets of squat. But all I knew was I wanted to squat over 240 ass to grass because I had never done a full range of motion squat that deep since I was like, you know, with 240 plus kilos. I don't know, since I was probably 27, you know, and la you know, during COVID at this point, I was 37, you know. Yeah, so decade like, removed. Yeah, right. So it's like, oh, it's like all your new PRs goal. are like decade PRs for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yearly PRs. It's like, <laughs> I can't hit lifetime PRs anymore. Yeah, I yearly. We need these modifiers here yeah. for me. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we see some of the problems, right? Yeah. And we have these with athletes. Like, well, do you have an athlete in mind like we could talk about who addressed this? Like, I know I thought of Alex because I know he's like real pop. Like, I shouldn't say real pop. Very successful athlete yeah. in that regard. Two-time like, Olympian. Yeah. He, like, he's legit. And he's been – he's the guy who made the Olympics being coached from a cell phone. Yes. Is like the yeah, joke yeah, 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 yeah. within yeah, the gym. That's what happened. Um, But he has to train alone. Like – so here's a good here's a good story because we just had a really good talk last night and and we have a walkie-talkie system that we use with our athletes and with our employees but uh Alex I think had he been on site things would have been expedited a little bit in his career Okay for sure I do believe that but he's also like such a meathead happy-go-lucky guy that it's like I knew he would always be getting the work done. Now as he's maturing, uh, and you know, when this comes out, his wife's gonna be like twenty plus weeks pregnant. She's she's pregnant now. Okay. And so he got hit in the face with pregnancy real quick and he was like and I had told him 
you know, he's 30 years old now. I had told him when this was going to go down, like he was going to grow up very quickly. Yeah, like you have to legit adult. Yeah. And so and he, it's funny because now in the last month, we've probably made more technical gains in his throw than we ever have in the last, in the previous six, seven years. Seven years, it's been 2015. And so is when we started working together. So in the last month, we've probably made more progress essentially going back to what he had done in some of his best throws. But also now he feels like there's a time crunch. Like he feels like he's running out of time in his career. Uh, one, cause he's 30, but also because more so because of his child. Yeah. You got to yeah. take care of a kid. He's got probably it's tough to sleep. Yeah. He's got probably <laughs> five or six years left in his career. Um, if he wants that to happen. But what's happened now is he's taken over more ownership for his his training individually, and he's watching more of his videos. And it's funny for me because now he's bringing up, like, dude, you've been saying this about my left arm for three years, and I didn't really think about it in throws until, like, a month ago. You've been saying this about my wind, and he actually found something in his wind that I hadn't, I hadn't noticed. So now he and I are starting to see things a little bit more, like, collaboratively. Yeah. And I think that it it takes a longer time frame for certain people. Cece's a, an example where, dude, she just owns her shit from day one. She gets it. Whereas Alex is a – I think dudes are different. Dudes need more social than women do. Women can train by themselves because they're so internally motivated. They know what they want, and they'll go get it. And that's where I think, like – uh, you know, using this example with Alex, it's like Alex took a while and Alex would probably be more similar to how I was, you know, it took until literally took till my wife was pregnant with Lincoln to be like, I gotta, I gotta throw 60 feet before I'm done. Cause I, I just need to do this. And then, you know, it was happened. like a mental, yeah, it's like a trigger hit the goal. Yeah. Didn't Alex just like launch a bomb? He just threw, he just threw 66, 82. That was the, the day he, he, they did the, the first, uh, the first ultrasound oh yeah <laughs> like, so it was literally he didn't get his first throw in that comp because he was late coming from his ultrasound and, and he then, was like dude i got hit real quick with emotions and through like, the bomb yeah like oh wow i gotta grow up and i think that that's that's like one thing too is that he doesn't complain about cold wind rain living in michigan like he just deals with it. Same with Josh Sirach, and he's another one that, that's like top two in the U.S. right now in discus. A guy that I've been working with for four years who has just been slowly pecking away at rising up. He's got two kids. He's got a full-time job, and he's the other one. who's like, He's out throwing in Missouri, doesn't complain. Snow, rain, cold, you know, hot. He just gets his work I keep done. hearing this, like, idea, like, mental toughness. Yeah. And the people training alone take on, it seems, take on a lot of other outside stuff yeah so the other outside stuff naturally helps their ability to deal with stress yep. that training alone's like almost it's a, a non-issue it's fu- that's what alex was even saying he's like dude i realized like this is throwing is is fun this is like this is I, why am i complaining about it being windy why am i complaining about snowing there's no point you can't control that i think that when you're training by yourself you learn very quickly one no one is there to listen to you, bitch. Yeah. You can't complain to anybody. And two, if you want to get work done and you're complaining in your head, you're not going to get the work done. And um, So you're wasting your time. So I have a silly question. 
So both of them are like 500 plus benchers or near yeah. around there, right? Yeah, Josh like, has benched like 480. Josh has, dude, Josh has power clean 405 for a triple. Whoa. Yeah, he's explosive. Well, he's also the one who jumps through the roof, yeah, right? Yeah. Like a 41 inch vertical. Like he can give Jake a run for his yes, money type. He's of, like 270. Yeah. Like he could, he has a career in volleyball. Yeah, he could. Probably. Yeah. Um, But I'm thinking about like, they're in the gym and it's like, all right, I need to ramp up this double today. Well, okay, so this is a, like this, this is where I see it being like a legit problem. Okay, so Alex and Josh will do their upper body stuff typically in like a commercial gym. They have to. Okay. Now the problem with that is like they'll both they both have expressed problems of like this guy didn't know how to spot. Or like this dude picked from the one side more than the other, um, and I know I know one time like even Alex has brought up where like you're struggling with a rep and the guy will just grab it because they, you know, they're they're fearful. Yeah, it's four hundred plus pounds, and and so much so that Alex has videos where he's like hammering five hundred plus, and dudes are looking at it like the one when he when he hit like five twenty. The dude who spotted him was like a hundred and sixty pound guy and he's like, dude, I don't I don't think I can do this. And Alex is like, No man, like if I'm failing, I'm still gonna be pushing. You just have to pull like fifty or hundred pounds. I will push. Yeah. And the dude didn't want to do it, and then you know, he gets the the rep anyway, so it didn't matter. But he'll use that as an example of like I I struggle to even get spotters when I'm in a gym because they don't want to deal with the weight on the bar. So it is a problem. And I uh, most people that's probably not an issue yeah right not, like not a terrible no, no yeah it's like not. 500 pound benches are few and far between right. like yeah you're top you see a guy benching 500 at a gym and you're like that dude's a real deal yeah like or it, he's on steroids yeah your sauce is more than the barbecue there yeah, buddy yeah. <laughs> yeah there's either there's two those two thoughts you're like mixing that, that honey mustard too yeah, there a baby lot. yeah yeah <laughs> No, like that's something I could see. Like, all right, I'm by myself. Who's gonna spot my bench right now? Like right. a, a you lift, you can legit get hurt when you fail. Like right. back squat, I'll dump it off my back. Front so, squat, I'll just let it fall. You know, Alex doubled 495 at the OTC. Sam was spotting him, and he was like, it was actually weird because Sam picking it like properly. Yeah, but he's used to basically like unracking to do it, it at all. So he said it felt like it was too light. <laughs> but I, you know, that's just stuff you got to be ready for. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I have a big another guy who can, <laughs> yeah, who can do, yeah. <laughs> so he can spot me. So like uh, to a point now, I think about like the guys who train on site, how spoiled they are, and like something so small as like unracking the bench. I think that's where and yes, without this conversation, like I would never think yeah, of that. Yeah, uh, their their perception of I I think yeah, that's why I like Eric so much favors is because I think him coming from a power five sec school where they have a great program phenomenal program and coming here he still sees and appreciates like the group the equipment the setup everything that we've put together it's not the best by no means is it the best case scenario but it's still yeah not yet but it's still (laughs) one of those setups where it's like you can get a lot of shit done here and, and he appreciates that and i think that that's like a, a take for granted. It's one of those things like when the athletes here, when they go to college and they come back and they're like, dude, I didn't get it until I left. It's like, yeah, now you should get it. Like, yeah. You know, be appreciative of, you know. But also, too, 
as much as you're like working towards the most the best equipment if you will yeah like the equipment here is fine it's great yeah it's fine it's fine but like i get one more and make it look fancier like right. put the sheen if you will yeah yeah yeah, yeah. those sheen places can't replace the talent and the environment itself right like no. yeah there's no way yeah anyway all right so motivation we talked about that we talked about how do you get a spotter when you're a 500 pound bencher and it's right. like oh i'm scared to touch that weight. it's hard long cat alert or whatever something <laughs> yeah. like that going off um how do they deal with well you talked about alex and how he deals with like the feedback on his throws now how they almost have to take a little bit more ownership and you talked to lucy about how sort of here's the one cue yeah. and it becomes more you have to hyper focus a little bit more on yep. things and just as you're working through the lifts, pay attention to that. Or not the lifts, the throws, the movement. Very occasionally, I will FaceTime a thrower. Okay. Very occasionally. Um, Josh Sirach and I did FaceTime with him at the Arnold. Yeah. He calls me like every day when he's throwing. I'm like, dude, I can't pick up right now. But if I'm out with the throwers, I will. <laughs> All right. Long term, though, what is the actual payoff of training alone? I think it I think you become very good at ignoring distractions. You live you live in your brain. You're not living in other world. Like you don't you don't worry about what other people are doing because you know that all that matters is what you're doing. That is the best part and that's the only really that's really all that matters. Is it's like when 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 athletes realize they they should only care about what they can control and they can only impact what they can control, then that then nothing else matters. Yeah, yeah. It's literally like this transcendental moment of being an athlete where you're like, shit, I've been worrying about what that guy's doing or what that chick's doing, and I've been worried about our facility, and I've been, you know, bitching about everything under the sun. Well, it's cold here, oh, it's rainy, blah blah blah. It's like, dude. All you can worry about is what you can control, and that is the best. That's it. That when you do that, and you can learn it, you'll learn it real quick. With with training by yourself, I love. You notice that today when I came, I threw uh, someone else's thing I saw on IG to someone else in here, and they gave me that exact same response. I don't know if you were oh, here wait, when I was me, doing that. Which you one? want me to be real specific? When I said something to Jake about something I saw, someone hitting a lift. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he yeah. gave me the exact response, yeah. basically. I was yeah. like, either, I'm like, all right, Jake, that's what yeah. you're supposed to say. Yeah, okay, good job. that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do, yeah. I mean, even though Jake's on site. Yeah. Even though he, I guess he, with time-wise, though, he doesn't get to train with the other lifters, though, no, right? No, he trains by himself pretty Yeah. Good. The throwers are there. Yeah. But that's but, a different beast. Like, yeah, that's it's tough that way. But he, it, it's like, dude, Haley did this. This is one thing. It's like Haley trained by herself during COVID for, like, it was, like, 12 or 14 weeks you know look at nicholas dude training by himself yeah. during covid and well, that's where Haley would come in the gym though right like she trained in her garage okay that for that time and then started to come back because then she would come in and train like on her own um after basically after her dad got in the clear that's yeah when she came back um but like nicholas is a good example dude he you know i mean we he already had that prior to that happening but he he couldn't come back until after june yeah so a, a lot of them i guess then i want to ask them we can look at like long-term effects since they came back from that since they had that experience where they were forced into it 
like what are the benefits you have seen like in Haley, in Nick, in their training? I like, just think more accountability to themselves. You know, they take things more seriously, take take the outside stuff more seriously, like like what they can impact, their own recovery, their own decisions, their own, you know, what, what they're going to, what they prioritize in life, basically. Yeah, like they became more aware of what was going on probably. Yeah, too, and how a they bit. feel after training yeah. and, and what, you know, exactly. I, I think that's, like for, for Alex, it was so much of like, getting him to stop eating fast food five days a week was like his version of Haley. Like I'm going to Norma tech every night, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's like different levels <laughs> of, of what that is when they started to really train by themselves. That's you know? pretty, that's neat. Meanwhile, CC's out there like in a training session, literally throwing while she's conducting like a meeting, like bitching at two of the engineers at four. Like, dude, she's done that here. Actually. It's crazy. Like you can just <laughs> see how, regimented some people are versus someone like alex yeah and how <laughs> alex would be even worse if he didn't have to train by himself don't you love watching like people working remotely like multitasking if yeah. you will yeah it's great it's Especially like all right when they're working for a huge company like yeah. ford you're like dude she's just bitching up and owning like three people in this meeting that are all making probably like six figures plus yeah and literally like getting muting the phone and making fun of alex and i because we couldn't figure out how to do our COVID tests. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Man, I didn't know CC was an engineer either. Too, yeah, I'm learning yeah, so yeah. much about her tonight. Yeah, she's she's the real deal. Yeah, good for her. I, want to, I met Alex. I've never met her. Yeah, she's she's she's. I think like I mean, she's also a triplet too. So like, she's oh. very self motivated. Like, she's like one of six, but she's a triplet and and just has always basically fended for herself essentially. You know, so I think that that's a big plus. But that that goes back to like, dude, training by yourself. It all it all like creates this like, what do you want? Yeah. Do you want to be out here right now? Because you don't have to be. It's like, I guess the final thing was like, how do you stem off burnout from it? I think it's I think because you get enough physical input like when you go do when you do go train with others then it's like oh wow this is fun and you hit like big lifts or whatever and it, and it raises everything up and that's how you feel with comp like comps too i think there is a point of burnout um you know especially if, if work's not going well or something but it's it's just i i still think burnout happens more at an earlier period like if someone's okay. still in the sport when they're 25 to 30 like you're not gonna have burnout because yeah, they're, they're, they're in it. They're like they're in it for the long haul. Gotcha. That burnout happened in college when they, when they were drinking too much and they wanted to blame the sport for their their burnout. But really, it was I feel drinking. like you have an anecdotal story to tell here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> All right, let's go to the audience questions. All right, this is the YouTube community. I can has Sam Mitch. How to prime the CNS for a big lift? How to prime it for a big lift? Like so, like in in the warm up, or like you're about to go do it. Let's say majority of people hitting a PR in training. So you're gonna warm up for it, or like you're, you're going for a PR that day? Okay, so I would just I would do uh, instability training, PVC, and the hydro weight. Um, <laughs> You hit that, but also doing like like toe bunny hops, stair jumps, e like to, 
one or two sets of, of plyometrics. Uh, and then when you're when you're focusing, like if if I'm going to do a snatch or a deadlift, something like that, like I want the intent to be as aggressive as possible the whole way, as technically aggressive as you can be. Gotcha. The whole time that you're gearing up. You know, I think you would agree with this, but I want to add this to. And this is personal information. When I knew I had a day to go heavy. I'd spend the whole day thinking about hitting that yeah, big I lift that just and you. seeing myself hit that lift. Yeah. And I don't know if that's technically no, prime my CNS. Yeah, but, that, that would. And I'm sure, like, I bet your throwers do that, too. They think yeah, about all, yeah, all the throwing time. a bomb. It's rituals all the time. Is that prime CNS? I believe it is because you're, you're, getting, you're getting through those stages of preparation and your body is aware based off of, you know, like, how you're feeling hormonally throughout that that time frame it might be six or eight hours and then all of a sudden you start to get a little bit more anticipation and ang- and anxiousness like all right it's about to go down i got like an hour left and then you maybe you, if you want caffeine that's part of that whole priming all right good job yeah rituals I'm, create i'm glad i could help you answer that one <laughs> hold on let me let me rub my back tight. a little <laughs> shirt's a little tight <laughs> oh man muscles are getting bigger yeah, I'm doing my best here, Jason. Arjun Muralit. I hate pronouncing names. This is from the YouTube community. The question's all that matters. And their fandom, their participation is much appreciated. Very much appreciated. I'm sorry. I am horrendous at pronouncing names. We had this all with the hypertrophic. Yeah. Yeah. Hypertrophy. It's just pronunciations. It's no big deal. Like I said, I learned most of my words from reading them, not hearing them. <laughs> That's, yeah. uh, it's just it's a problem I have. have. Most of the athletes, especially weightlifters, um, go through a bulking cutting cycle. If so, are there any difference in training while being hyper hypocaloric? And how can I reduce joint agitation from lifting while cutting? That's a good question. I, I think you know, most of our lifters will not go say, more yeah. than like four or five percent over body weight, so they're never really bulking. Yeah, your lifters are always right around like yeah, like they we don't cut a lot, um, we don't gain a lot usually unless we have to go up a weight class uh, based off of you know qualifications or something. <coughs> um, I would just say when you're cutting. When you're cutting weight, it's important to realize you're going to have lower amounts of energy, so you need to sleep more. That's pivotal. Literally, you have to sleep more. Um, two, I would put most of your nutrition within about an hour of your training or an hour and a half. So try to have more, of, especially more carbs, like an hour and a half prior to training so that you feel better energized. Um, and then just be aware that, like, Maybe instead of being like a five sets of five guy, you've got to be a three sets of five person so that you can handle the, the volume as you're cutting that weight. Um, but ideally, you shouldn't lose much strength if you're doing the right stuff. If you're, if you're losing like a pound a week, you should be okay. You, you know, and that's the one thing I think people screw up is like if I'm walking around at 76 kilos and I need to cut to 73, that's really six and a half, seven pounds. I should start that like seven weeks out, but people start too late. They start to cut like two and a half do weeks out. Do it sooner than later. Yeah, it's like, dude, just slowly do it, and you'll barely even notice. Like the first week or two, you might be like, oh, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, you're like, 
you're perfectly fine. Like I'm dude, good to go. Yeah, Haley Haley will cut from fifty one and a half to forty nine, which is a decent percentage of her body weight. And she does it so well over a long period of time that she'll weigh in at like forty eight seven and it doesn't even affect her. You know, it's like her best going into the Arnold, her best clean and jerk in training was one oh six and she hit one oh eight. So like Well done, Haley. Yeah. I, I just think it's it's just paying attention to that stuff and timing your food properly around training and, and knowing like you might have to do a little bit extra mobility work. So everyone listening, you can't see this unless you're on like YouTube watching it. This was the first podcast I got Dane to roll his eyes at me. It was great. He doesn't even realize he did it. Which one did I, when did I do it? it? It was tonight, just now. What the question, the CNS one, when I started talking, oh, I was like, oh, fuck. yeah, because I gave personal stuff. You were mad. Oh, yeah. I was not mad at you. About yeah, that. you were. Dane rolled his eyes at me. I'm hypersensitive. I, I was. Oh, shut the hell. You're he so, almost threw stuff at me. He's treated me like that your... five, four guy that <laughs> tried to that, give his son a lecture. Podcast? Yeah. The last one. <laughs> just wanted to bring him back up. <laughs> Dane's like, you're lucky I didn't stop I on like, you. No, I liked your commitment to that with the rituals because yeah. we always preach that it throws you but i feel like i should have did a better job of not bringing myself into it oh I, I need to distance myself from myself <laughs> <laughs> you have to go train by yourself some more oh my god i was online did. Yeah. i did train around other people but I, I think i think i did want to bring this up before we close this out i i actually believe i was thinking i should i was going to tell jason this that i wanted to do like a like there should be like a mandatory like three week retreat where you have to go train by yourself. Like literally you can't train around anyone, not anybody, no one, because it just, it helps you just recenter. Um, yeah, I just, dude, I, I actually really do stand by that stuff. I think it's, it just puts things into perspective. What do you want? You know, what, what, the, what the hell do you, do you want? want as an athlete? Why are you even doing this right now? And it's like that question asking is important. Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, why? And when you can't answer it anymore, move on. Yeah, and I think that that's the the overarching lesson is that if you're going to train by yourself, or, or you you have you will figure out really quickly. One, you can only control you can only impact what you can control. You can't worry about outside stuff. And two, you'll figure out real quick if you really want to be what you say you want to be. Yeah, you can just throw in the towel when you're not you don't measure up. Yeah. Peace. Later.